This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And welcome into podcast numero dos for the onside kick this week. And if you're on YouTube, hey, YouTubes, you can see my beautiful face and Mark's beautiful face. But if you're on Blog Talk Radio, you're like, whoa, we got two podcasts this week. Yeah, we dubbed them and podcasts. We, we did. We dubbed them ease every week. Now yep. we dubbed the podcast and we talked about coaches. So if you haven't listened to our first podcast, go listen to that one. Before, or after you listen to this one, because obviously you're going to finish this podcast first because it's the one you clicked on. But we're going to be talking about a jam-packed show. This is going to be more like the traditional four-topic podcast show with some different kind of thoughts with the NFL. Going to talk Charger move. Going to talk possible Raider move. Going to talk NFL draft with Deshaun Watson. And then we're going to talk about the Pacific Professional Football League. And if you don't know what that is, Stay tuned. You'll find out. But let's talk about these Chargers, Mark. And the San Diego Chargers, <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers, yep. are now going to L.A. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be frank with it. Can the Chargers survive in L.A.? Can they survive? I will survive. I will survive. I don't think so. You know, you guys, if you listen to the podcast often, you know I'm a little critical of the Los Angeles market for but football. But you love the Chargers. I do. I like the Chargers. Uh, I think they should perform a lot better than they do <laughs> which, every year. Which I found funny because um, on Twitter, mm-hmm. you made the tweet of, "I hey, if the Bears ever left, I don't know what I would do. And you said, well, I might become a Titans fan, which sure. my second thought was, don't you mean the Chargers would have been your no, team? they disappoint me every goal, year. Go Chargers, go. They disappoint me all the time. Uh, no, uh, I think that... Right now, the Chargers are in a weird position. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't take this number too seriously here, but on Facebook, within like an hour of changing the name, they lost 45,000 likes or something close to that number was the stat that I saw. People are not happy about this San Diego Chargers move. And it's not just the fact that they're moving to L.A., which is three hours away roughly. It is the fact that they just said, oh, by the way, yeah, we're going to L.A., and here's our new logo, and we changed the name, and the website's different. They literally just ripped the Band-Aid off and said, all right, we're done. We're moving. I never looked at the website today. I'm going to see. It still says San Diego Chargers when you search it, but hmm. And it says breaking news, Chargers relocate to there you go. L.A. But it just says Chargers. I don't see anything with the new logo. They have, like, well, that there. new logo is not official. As well. They they made a point about that because everyone hated it. That they're like, <laughs> well, no, no, that's just for marketing it's one purposes. Of, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, we're going to put out the new logo. They put out the new logo. Everyone hates it. No, 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 guys, guys, it's not official. It's not official. It's not official. We're still working on it. Don't worry. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Here's my thing for, for the Chargers is that they pissed everybody off. They pissed <laughs> off everybody in San Diego. They pissed off a lot of fans you all know, over the you place. You want to know what they basically did? They basically did the Homer Simpson from the Simpsons movie where it's kind of. This is what they did. Just going down the uh, sinkhole. Well, so much so that, which funny that you (laughs) you're flicking off the world here because they were saying that people were literally just driving by and just flipping the park, flicking off, honking the horns. Because people are just pissed off in San Diego. And, and that's a thing where let, – let's get into that. I know that the whole topic of the segment here is can they survive, which I, I believe the question is we'll wait and see. Like I like really the clock is boom. It's accelerated mm-hmm. for the Chargers now because you got to be better than the Rams. Yeah. Who is going to be first and to get USC. to that playoffs? And USC. I forgot. They, they might beat both of them to the playoff. But – one of the things I didn't think of until I saw your tweet is now football with me, it wouldn't really affect me. Like, I mean, I made the thought of like before a team moved to LA and everyone was like, there were some talks, oh, maybe the Vikings move. I kind of thought, ah, you know what? If they moved to LA, then it would be like, you know what? I'm a Bears fan because it's like, LA, you're here. Well, LA is way too far. And it's like, you know what? It's one of those things where I, I, I don't want to cheer for a team that's all the way on the West Coast. Like, 
Minnesota, I still feel like it's still like me, like a Midwest. I'm a Midwestern guy. It's mm-hmm. still a Midwest kind of a team. They're in the Midwest. It's a Midwest team. Although I'm in Chicago, they're in Minnesota. So football it wouldn't affect me. But like if the Bulls moved or if the Cubs moved, I'd be de- oh if the Cubs moved out of Wrigley, I'd be even if they you moved, wouldn't be like, a Sox fan. I'd be devastated. I wouldn't be a Sox fan. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to do it. No, I wouldn't. I, I think actually I came to that kind of same thought today where I was like, well, at the at the Sox, I think if the Sox moved, I could maybe become a Cubs fan. Well, yeah, because we're winning. Right now, it'd be easy to do, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I have enough family that that are Cubs fans yeah. and stuff like that. It'd be an easy switch. And you got uh, a, best, uh, a friend that's a uh, yeah, you're Cubs okay. Fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're just a co-host. You're all right. Uh, we're we're workplace acquaintances. Don't uh, don't want to make Dave jealous. Dave is still my best friend. There you go. Um, <laughs> And I, I, I think about things like the the Bulls and stuff, and I don't watch a lot of basketball. Because we're best friends. Uh, but th- for for the Bulls, like if the Bulls watch, I just would not watch basketball anymore. I wouldn't. I don't watch basketball enough right now either. I would I just think, stop. I think if if my teams moved, if the Cubs moved, and I'm saying like out of the state of Illinois, yeah, I'm trying to think of teams that I would root for. <sighs> I might like become a... That's the problem. I don't it's even hard. know. Like it's one of the. There's I wouldn't nobody, be a Yankee fan. That's for sure. There's Fuck like the there's nobody around that you can be a fan of, you know, because of the fact that you already hate the, most of those teams. It's like if the Bears mm-hmm. left, I'm not going to cheer for an NFC North team. I can't. I hate them. I hate all of them, and I hate the Bears now too because they're in well, San like Diego I said, or with wherever. Football. If I had to change fandoms, I'd be a Titan fan just because I've always had an affinity for the Titans. You like Since, Nissan Stadium. There's a lot of cars no, all over no, the place. No, no, no. It's not that. It's just mm-hmm. I've had an affinity with them because they were really the first team I rooted for in a Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl they played against the Rams, I that was the first team I really rooted for in a Super Bowl. So I had mm-hmm. that connect like I've always had that connection with the Titans. And then that next year when like the Madden game when any Eddie George was on the cover, yeah. I always played as the Titans with Steve. And Steve fun there. fact about Tennessee and their teams, the only stadiums that are not Chicago stadiums that I've been to, Tennessee teams. Predators. I went there. Oh, you did? Yep. And Nissan Stadium. I drove past I didn't go in. I want to one day because it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I drove around the Tennessee Volunteer Stadium. Mm. That looks like it's a beautiful stadium. Yeah, I went. I was through uh, Vanderbilt as well, but okay. they're not a good team. No, so they're not. Well, we don't need to talk. I about I mean, of Vanderbilt. course, they're not a good team. They uh, produce Jay Cutler, right? Hey, Vander. He right? is the pride of Vanderbilt. <laughs> the pride of Vanderbilt. But we're getting back to the Chargers, though, because people are probably like, guys, talk about the Chargers. Um, no, they're all probably saying, "Fuck the Chargers." I just, I was not expecting this to happen today. So suddenly. Well, and it happened, I should say, Wednesday as we were recording this podcast Thursday night, almost Friday morning. And I didn't expect it to happen. Like, I was sitting next to Sean. He goes, well, the Chargers are going to L.A. I went, oh, fuck what? Yeah, right. What's going on? Oh, shit. That just happened. It felt sneaky, didn't it? It felt like out of nowhere they're just like, oh, and by the way, we're going to L.A. It kind of reminds me of a less sneaky way the Colts left Baltimore. Yeah. Because think of that, Balt, when they left Baltimore, middle of the night, no one knew about it. They just packed the trucks and went off to Indy. Mm-hmm. And then you woke up in the morning and it's like, hey, where's, <laughs> Your where's, football team's going. where's the football team? Yeah. I, I, here's the problem for the Chargers is they pissed everybody off. And, yes, people are going to go. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people right now that are saying, fuck it, I'm done with the NFL. Those people will come back. They will probably still watch football. Um, there are very few people who will legitimately not watch football anymore. Uh but the problem is you're moving to a very competitive market, and I'm going to get into something about that market soon enough. But the Cowboys have a big base in L.A. The Raiders, L.A. is Raiders territory. It really is. But the Rams were there for a year now, too. They came back. They came back to L.A., so people were excited. The Chargers spent one single season in L.A., and then they left because they couldn't compete. And they then spent 55 years in San Diego. Mm-hmm. They were loved in San Diego, the 12th biggest market. Uh, I believe it's 12th. It might be a little bit off. The well, 12th biggest market to, in the they, United States. They didn't have anybody to compete with either. No, they did not. And now they are, yes, in L.A., which is like I think the second or third biggest market. Um, might even be the first. But 
they're competing with like four other teams. And you're not that good of a team. The Cowboys are much better. And I know the Cowboys is a little bit of a reach, but they do have a strong base in L.A. Uh, but the Raiders are suddenly a really good team as well. well. And that's what I was going to bring up. L.A. is neither going to be Ram or Charger country. It's Raider country. And here's the worst thing about it. We're going to talk about the Raiders possibly moving to mm-hmm. Las Vegas soon. But even if they move to Las Vegas, it's a close drive. It's still like the same distance. So people are going to say, well, I'll just go to Vegas. Why not? And the thing about the L.A. market, they did not have a team. So they get the best games of the NFL all the time because the NFL has also been trying to cultivate that fan base. So they've been getting such great games. And now what do they get to watch? The Rams and the Chargers, two of the worst teams in the NFL. Well, and you know what? If I'm a football fan in Los Los Angeles, you know what I'm thinking right now? Red zone? No, I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking, well, shit, I I get to go to a Raider game this season. Because yeah. the Raiders are going to play the Chargers yeah, at some in point. Los Angeles. That'll be the game of the Chargers that sells it's out. Like, shit, we get their $30,000. Like, it's just going to be all Raider fans. And their, uh, what, 30,000-person stadium that they're going to play in mm-hmm. this year? Uh, so I don't know. It's just to me— Well, they're going to play in Carson until the stadium's done. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Uh, to me, it's just like this doesn't—it doesn't work well. Chargers are getting in late. It's— so LA went from having zero teams and they failed to support to two. teams Who do they think multiple they are, times. New York? Now they have two. Um and it's just like I, I just I don't see it working because it has never worked. And things are different now, and mm-hmm. I get that. But I still stand by the fact that LA is a transplant city. People already have the team they're a fan of. Uh people are gonna be upset now that they have to watch crappy teams play instead of good teams, which they've been watching good teams. Whichever one of these teams makes it to the playoffs first, that's the team that wins, and the other one's screwed. And I think so that the Rams the probably will do it. Yeah, the probably. Trojans. Yeah. But I think the Rams will get to the NFL playoffs before the okay. Los oh, Angeles I, I thought we were talking about football Chargers teams. do. We're not talking we're talking about bad football teams, not good football teams. And I mean they're gonna even have to maybe compete with I know it's gonna be different seasons, but Hey, man, we could have some Pacific Professional Football League fans out there. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. That's for sure. Yeah, we could have uh, the P- the PPFL uh, Yeah, fans. PPFL. <laughs> the Everybody PPFLs. loves that PPFL. Uh, but, but, I mean, to put the kibosh on the Chargers segment, I mean, this was utterly shocking to me. Like, the Rams yeah. move last year, okay, saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Did I think it would happen? No, but I at least saw it coming. This was a... Holy shit! Like, well, the the Chargers I thought kept you were teasing trying, it that I they were, were trying stay. to get a new stadium, and it's like, no, we love San Diego, and it's like, wow, they did they moved really. Mm-hmm. The I think that they just burned so many bridges, and you know, even though the Colts are a good team, and the Colts have gotten a lot of success uh, for for Indianapolis, and the Ravens have we'll gotten what plenty of success. Rivers too. Yeah, the Ravens have had plenty of success in Baltimore, but people in Baltimore still feel that pain. Do you think? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Do you think that now that San Diego? Do you think that the NFL either if we see another expansion team that they go back to San Diego, much like the Oilers, they yeah. left, went to Tennessee, became the Titans. Then, boom, the Houston Texans. And, of Texans course, Cleveland. And Cleveland leave. They go to Baltimore. Boom. Then we get the Cleveland Browns back. Do we see that happen? Or now does it become teams who want to relocate? Instead of us talking about London, 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 does it go, well, San Diego's there? I don't know. Uh, well, San Diego makes sense because when you look at markets, it's like the 12th biggest market in and the they U.S. Got, and they got loyal fans. Yeah. And it's... It's one of those things where it's like I I just I don't understand leaving that. They had a lot of things going for them. You know, they've been there for 55 years. They've been there for a long ass time. They spent 1 year in LA. It doesn't work for me. It's a team that over you know, double my lifetime, right? You're you're walking in with this new head coach. You walked into L.A. without a head coach, first of all. You have Philip Rivers, who says he's going to retire. Please fucking do it. I would love to see the fallout of that. Um, just because, I, not to be a person who wants to watch the world burn, but it would be fun Or watch in that the case. West Coast burn, basically. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're coming in the situation where 
it's not the exciting team because at least the Rams have a young quarterback. You have Phillip Rivers who's going to retire in a year or two if he doesn't retire now. You know, I don't think he's made a comment on the L.A. move yet, uh, at least not that I've seen. So it's just not an exciting – they're not the exciting team, and the Rams already have a year on you. Mm-hmm. I don't see this this city who has not ever supported – successfully supported – an NFL team in the long term, I don't see them suddenly supporting two, and I think the Rams will win the battle because they have already have a little bit of a, a basis there. And it's not like it's a 15-minute drive. You know, this isn't the San Francisco 49ers moving to Santa Clara. This is a long drive for people in San Diego to make. I don't think that many of their fans are going to stick around. And now San Diego, they're going to get to watch better games. And the one thing I am seeing, and of course this is from, of course it's from TMZ Sports. Of course. But um, apparently Sean Merriman, ex-Charger, yep. came out with... Oh, I love his tweet. Well, he came out with a video. Did you see the video? Oh, no, just his tweet. Where he basically said, and the highlight said, uh, the headline says, Sean Merriman, Philip Rivers isn't an L.A. guy. It's a lot different. Yeah. So basically already saying that Philip Rivers is not an L.A. guy where he says um, he's a football player first, but the point is relocation is a B word for anyone with a family, no matter the career. That was what. Especially if you've got seven kids. Yeah, that was what TMZ Sports said. But like I said Mm -hmm. before, it's what, a three, four hour drive from San Diego. It's probably the same thing from anywhere in Los Angeles to Los Angeles. Well, it's the same distance to probably drive to Las Vegas. They like the Raiders. Still making those 405 jokes, Mark, and they're going right over your head. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying, they like the fucking Raiders. They like the Raiders. Go drive to Vegas. Oh, okay. True. You could do that. I mean, it is similar, but the only bad thing is the Raiders have a quarterback. Unless Derek Carr gets injured again. No, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying Philip Rivers can go play for Oh, Philip Rivers? Yeah, could go play for the Raiders. And we I could back up Derek Carr. I think he's going to just <laughs> grow out a beard and have a With Amish his, farm or something like does that. Does he wear a bolo tie to his first press conference in L.A.? Does he go to L.A.? Does, does he, he ever show it, up in L.A.? But if he does, does he wear the bolo tie? I think he would. Do we see a bolo tie from uh, Philip Rivers? But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below. What do you guys think of the move? San Diego fans will... Ex-San Diego fans. Because San Diego, LA you guys fans. don't have a team anymore. Sorry. The residents of San Diego, I want to know what you guys think about the Chargers moving to Los Angeles, the city of Angels. Let us know down below in the comment section. And Mark, we're moving on into our next topic. We're talking about the Raiders. Another move. Uh, well, maybe a move. The Raiders, we talked about this last year, of course, mm-hmm. but the Raiders could be moving to Las Vegas. Everyone's saying it might be a done deal at this point. I'll ask you first. Do the Raiders move to Los Angeles? Or Las Vegas, not Los Angeles. Well, could you imagine three teams in Los Angeles, but Las Vegas? <laughs> they started with none. Now they, now got, they got three. three but uh, Las Vegas. The Sin City. Just want Also getting a hockey team. Want to point out, give credit to The Onion, 12 years ago made this article of the NFL moving all 32 teams to Las, Ve- or to Los <laughs> Angeles. To Las Vegas, I actually, you know what, last year I did not see it coming. I was very uh, against it. I still— Pessimistic. I'm st- yeah, I'm, I'm still not necessarily for it, uh, but I think it probably is going to happen. At this point, I'm pretty convinced— uh, they got a $2 billion stadium that looks like it's made out of gold. Um, they're going to turn the Oakland Raiders into the Las Vegas trashy team Raiders. <laughs> that terrible name. But no, they're going to turn them into the trashiest team in the NFL. Uh, and the tackiest team might be a good way to say it. So, I don't know. I feel terrible. You guys know how bad I felt for San Diego fans for how loyal they were. The... Oakland fans have been so loyal to this team through so many shitty years. They're finally good, and okay, we're going to pull the rug out from under you, and now we're going to go to Vegas. What the fuck? I mean, seriously. I I don't know what I can say as a fan of the NFL. It's all business moves. That's all any of this is, and it's just they, they don't care about their fan bases. They don't. They obviously don't. 
They uh, they don't care about the loyalty. They don't care about their players. We've seen that already with things like, you know, sitting Tyrod Taylor so that way we don't have to potentially pay him if he gets injured. It's just this – this is the proof that it's all a business. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fox Sports, uh, they had their little segment and they were not pulling back their punches where they were talking about how this was specifically actually for the, the Los Angeles Ra- – uh, I'm sorry, Chargers, uh, but saying that – even if that stadium is empty, the the actual organization is still going to make money because they have the sponsorship deals. They have all that type of stuff. They will still make money even if they can't sell out tickets. Uh, and I don't think that's a problem in Las Vegas. I think they can sell tickets in Las Vegas. It's a tourist destination. Well, and that's the thing with me that it's, it's, it's almost just, It's all business. Well, it's certainly almost going to be, yeah, you're going to make money because – it's going to be a satellite destination, like you said, satellite destination of basically you're not going to have you're, you're going to have some Raider fans there, but it's going to be more so where people go, oh, you know what, Bears are going to be in town this week. Let's take let's take a trip to Las Vegas. Let's just yeah. make a trip. Of, let's go to the Strip. We'll go see the new hockey team that's there. We'll also mm-hmm. go see the football team that's playing. If I like, if I was going to go to Vegas, and I, I've never been to Vegas, and I've always wanted to go to Vegas. Uh, if I'm going to Vegas, you better fucking believe I'm going to go watch a football game. If I'm, I'm going to go to a Raider game, too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would totally go watch a football game there. Uh, not the Kiss. I'm going to see the Raiders. They're the better team. Well, isn't the L.A. Kiss? Oh, that's right. They're, they're L.A. What they're is the Los Angeles. What is the Las Vegas? I don't I'm, think they I'm, have the, one. I, don't, I thought they had an arena football team, too. But... I would totally go. It would be awesome. If you're in the area, it's such a great, like, weekend easy the trip. The Outlaws. The Las outlaws. Vegas Outlaws. There we go. Um, so, I mean, it's just, when you look at it as a business thing, it, it's a moneymaker. It's a great move. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, or no, screw that. That was their XFL team. Oh, XFL. That was their XFL. Let's bring back the XFL. Uh, no, it's just that. No, it was the arena football. It says F. XFL here too. So Las Vegas Outlaws Both. were the XFL team and now they're the Arena Football League team. I just I with all these relocation, relocation is not an enjoyable experience for anybody. Uh we talked about that already. And you y- you feel bad for for Oakland fans because they deserve to have this good Raiders they team. They made it to the playoffs. They deserve to finally be rewarded. They made it to the playoffs. For their loyalty. Mark. How many times do you see playoff teams say, okay, Audi 5000, we're out of here? If anybody needs to retire, Derek Carr, retire. <laughs> retire now. Make them suck in Las Vegas. That'll teach them a lesson. Uh, nobody wants that. But it's just like— <sighs> Or just have David Carr dress up as Derek Carr. That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, I, I just— I, Wait, guys, want to see a Las Vegas magic trick? <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me, you know, why you do it reward your fans and like sure you know the sponsorship deals and stuff like that they're gonna get it's gonna be fucking great they got this two billion dollar stadium uh vegas is the kind of place where they certainly can afford to spend money on a stadium and things like that because of all the tourist um attractions that they get so yeah i mean i totally get why they're gonna do it it just sucks i mean this is Maybe this is being the adult and having the the kid glasses taken <laughs> off here, but it just makes you look at the NFL and see how much of a business it is and see how they don't care about a lot of things besides just making the money. Um, and it's kind of disheartening. I mean, the NFL is complaining about how they're losing ratings and stuff like that unless people are watching football. And hell, maybe this is why. Maybe it's because we're all seeing you guys as greedy fucking bastards. You know, maybe that's why people are not watching football anymore. I will say, you know it's like pulling teeth watching bad playoff games? You want to know why? Because not only do I have to watch bad playoff games. You can't watch anything else. I can't skip the commercials, Mark. Oh, yeah. It's like, holy shit, week 17 into the playoffs. Because you're a red zone guy. Oh, I am strictly red zone. Like yeah. It was like a new experience where it's like, what, 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 what is this? What, what, what is this that I see? Yeah. I don't want to see Geico. What's Geico? God, so sick of Geico. And they're all over the place. But yeah. I mean, the thing with this move is it's also you gotta look at you gotta look at the ownership too and think 
really like you're going to move from Oakland who I know this is a thing where, hey, give us a new stadium and we won't move. And no new stadium agreement was come to of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at Davis and go, really, dude? Really? You're just going to like slap your fans across the faces? Like I didn't mention this in the Charger segment, but I will now. Of This is probably how Chicago Cardinal fans felt when they moved from Chicago to Arizona. Yeah, long time ago. It was a really long time ago. Yeah. Before us. Definitely mm-hmm. before us. But this is probably how they felt, where they were fans of a team, and then next thing you know, boom, they're in Arizona. Yeah. And I think that something that's interesting, we talk about the greed and stuff like that, and, and this has come up before of why is it the obligation of the city to raise taxes and pay for this uh, this this NFL stadium? You know, when you have somebody, like with the Chargers, the owner is paying a big chunk of whatever money it takes to get out of the Charger stadium Park deal. stadium. Yeah. yeah. The Qualcomm Col- Stadium. He is paying a shit ton of that money to get them out. It's like, you really can't put any of that money towards a better stadium yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, why can't the team raise this money in certain ways? And I don't know. It's just... This this type of situation here with all these relocations and how often we've been talking about it and expansion teams because we bring that up every year. There's all these places. There's the big list of you know Oklahoma City, Mexico City, London, blah, 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 all this shit. The London thing is stupid. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> it really is so dumb. London Jaguars. Yeah, it's just – it's awful. Uh, it would never work. It would never work. They could never make the playoffs. Otherwise, we're all <laughs> fucked. Uh, and it's just – it honestly, it kind of could you imagine a ruins the game to think about it. Playoff game. Here's the thing: as that is amazing to me is what if like week 17 is an away game for the London team, mm-hmm. but then they win their division, so they go week 17. They gotta go back to London for the wild card game, but they're like the fourth seed. So when they win, they gotta go back to the states to play in the divisional. Well, not it's a disaster. Just, not just that. Oh, they're the fourth seed. They're gonna have the early game and mm-hmm. our. No, let's say even worse. Let's say they're the number, what, the number one seed? And it's like, oh, well, you get the primetime game. But it's got to be primetime in London, which is yeah, they, freaking they probably 30 for have us. primetime in London. they probably give it to us. But, yeah, at least in that case, they'd have home field advantage. They get to just stay there. Mm-hmm. I, the bouncing around is what would kill people. I just think this whole I'm, – I'm just as a fan of football, not the Chicago Bears um, – you know, because I at least I can feel safe that Chicago Bears will never move. None of the NFC North like teams Green will ever Green Bay move. fans can know that they'll never move. Yeah, exactly. You're never going anywhere. The The thing for me is that as a fan of the NFL, I am just so tired of relocation. And I am so tired of changing these things. Just leave things alone mm-hmm. if they don't need to change. The Raiders are a, one of the most popular teams in football. Why are we moving them? And you're not moving them. You're taking them out of California. Yeah. You're completely changing. The, this is not New York to New Jersey. This is not San Francisco to Santa Clara, which is like 15 minutes away. This is taking them to a completely different place. This is a far drive for people. The Chargers to uh, to Los Angeles, at least it's in the same state, but it's a far drive for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, it's just... It ruins the tradition of football. Why are – well, I, this is not a good question for you. Why am I a Chicago Bears fan? Because my dad watched the Chicago Bears. That's why I'm a Chicago Bears fan. That is the story for so many people. How they got that fandom is because they inherited it through their family. I'm going to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's – and this is going to sound like a silly question, but I'm going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Do you think fandom could also be – not like, oh, it's in your genes, but could it come down to genetics too? Because the weird thing and the reason why mm-hmm. I bring that up is now my dad isn't like diehard, but like when he was growing up, who was his favorite team? The Vikings. Never knew that until I became a diehard Viking fan. Um, Is it in your genes? No. No, I'm sorry, Ricky. But I, just I, I like your there. idea. I, just, I like well, your sentiment. I just thought out that like now my dad's a Bears fan because yeah. – Obviously. He lives in Chicago, but yeah. like he even said, no, as, I a, like your as a kid, he liked the Vikings and the Browns. Yeah, 
I mean, it just sucks. How much does it suck to be an Oakland fan or to be a Chargers fan or whatever the next team that moves is? And just you pass that down to your kids. I mean, what is the my, – my parents always got into a thing with my, my grandparents because my grandparents, every time there was a baby, they would buy them a Detroit Tigers jersey <laughs> to wear. A little Detroit Tigers onesie, I should say. Uh, and my parents, who are big Cubs fans, which is weird because my grandpa's a Cubs fan. I don't know why the Detroit Tigers thing happens. But they just they just always do it and always pisses off my parents and stuff so like that. So both your parents are Cubs fans? Yep. yep. How did you become a Sox fan? Because it was what was on TV. Oh, okay. Is, is what it came down to. Which is weird because not only the Cubs were not on TV, it's just that I tuned in yeah. to the Sox game. Whereas your parents were probably like, nope, we're watching the Cub game. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> It's just one of those things where, like, you inherit a lot of this from your family, and now you're maybe you're like a fourth generation fan of a team or something like that. Um, and especially, you know, a team like San Diego Chargers, where they were there for 55 years, you could be, you know, a, th- a third generation fan of this team. How do you pass that on to your kid now? You can't. It's like, I think the best way to look at it is look at Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, let's look at the roll roll tide here, the crimson tide. Roll tide. What would happen if tomorrow runners up? By the way, if runners up, they so almost Brandon. won. Uh, you guys were really close. Play away. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I picked them too. But uh, what would happen if tomorrow the crimson tide no longer had a football team? Alabama would fucking cease to exist. They'd catch fire, right? <laughs> so people are Alabama fans because they. Their parents went to Bama. I mean, their grandparents went the to Bama. College, they went to Bama. The college campus of Auburn mm-hmm. wouldn't be mad, but they would be caught in the wreckage, and the oh, whole yeah. state of Alabama would just burn. I down. mean, it's just I think college it would be football. Like, poof, they never existed. College football is one of those things where you really inherit that. I did not go to the to NIU, mm-hmm. but I'm a big NIU fan. Why? My parents went to NIU. It's just one of those things you inherit some of those kind of uh, likings through your family, especially if you're in South. When we're talking about Bama and stuff like that. Like SEC country. Yeah, exactly. You inherit. It's a you believe in our team or you die. Mm-hmm. So it's well, just. It's like. The in, NFL is ruining traditions is basically what I'm trying to say. In a lot of those southern um, plays, even in Texas, it's mm-hmm. if you have a kid and it's a baby boy, they get a little football in their crib. Yeah. There yeah. are some towns like in Texas that do that. Up, oh, baby mm-hmm. boy. Gets a little football in his crib. Exactly. And you're going to be a Longhorn fan until the day you die or whatever the, you know, whichever team they're picking. We were talking about Tennessee later, uh, earlier. When you go to Tennessee, here in Illinois, you don't mm-hmm. see U of I stuff that often. I don't know. You do, right, right but not now, that often. There's a billboard by my house mm-hmm. that it's fucking lovey and it says yeah. we will win. But the thing about, I think is so great about uh, a place like Tennessee, now we're moving towards the south. Mm-hmm. Not quite south, but it's it's around. Uh, Tennessee volunteer stuff everywhere, and that's oh, not even that, that's not even that good oh, of a team. They had oh, a good I year know. this year, but it's everywhere. It's they're fucking everywhere down there. When I went to visit, everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere, and it's just like that's cool. I I saw somebody commenting today uh, about the relocation as a European soccer, so European football mm-hmm. fan, uh, and they said I cannot wrap my head around a team. Being in one city and just moving. Well, because those soccer teams, those they stay. Yeah, you don't go they anywhere. Don't move, with very rare exception. Well, and that's why you have all the big rivalries. And and that's the thing is like, you know, a big rivalry like the the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings, which isn't a big rivalry anymore because we're in different they conferences. It. They ruined it. Uh huh. There's certain things you can't ruin like that. There's certain things you just you don't touch. It's the you know the the sanctity of the of the sports mm-hmm. world. You can't touch certain things, be, and the NFL is showing that they have no regard for a lot of that. It'd be like if the NFL came out tomorrow and said, "Oh, the Bears and the Packers, different divisions." Yeah, right. They're in different conferences now. Yeah, and that would suck. You know, there there's certain things. It's like you wouldn't touch, and I guess maybe that's what it is. You wouldn't touch the Philadelphia Eagles. You wouldn't move them. You wouldn't touch the NFC North. You know, there's certain things that you wouldn't do. Uh, but the NFL lately is showing that, you know, pretty much anything's up for game. You can do whatever the hell you want. Well, and any last remark, before we move on, mm-hmm. any, I know that really this segment has been, Mark's been I'm just of, pissed off at the NFL right he's, now. He's ranting and giving, and I'm just sitting there going, 
Okay, Mark. Okay, just the thing talk is, away. ladies and gentlemen, it's late. <laughs> I'm tired and I'm angry. Uh, but we're gonna move on. But before we do, let us know down below, either in the comment section or if you're listening via Blog Talk Radio. Let us know on Twitter what you think. Will the Raiders move to Las Vegas, and should they move to Las Vegas? And, Mark, we're going to move on into our third topic here on the podcast, numero tres. We're going to be talking NFL draft. We love our NFL draft topics here, and you want to know why we love them? Because you guys love them. And we're going to be talking a little bit of Deshaun Watson in this one. National championship game happened on Monday. That's why we're recording this podcast and the other podcast on Thursday night instead of Mm -hmm. Monday night. Me and Brandon had to, and yourself, had to watch the national championship game I'm going to get right to it. Based on the championship game from what we saw, how high will will his stock rise and how high should Deshaun Watson's stock rise? The answer is uh, that, yes, it will rise, of course, Um, especially because right now he's considered like a second-round pick. Uh, He's in the first round now. I think that he's probably a top top 15 for sure. I want to put him in top 10 as well because there's a lot of quarterback needy teams, but, man— I think after these last two games uh, and the other great game against Alabama, teams are going to suddenly just change everything that they feel about Deshaun Watson and just say, "Yeah, this, this guy is you know he's top five worthy." I, I definitely think some team is really going to jump on him in the top ten. I I don't want him to be a top ten. It has nothing to do with when I say that, like. Oh, I got something against... Like, everyone's going to say, Oh, Ricky's got something against Deshaun Watson because he said he shouldn't be in the top 10. No. The reason why he should not be in the top 10 is because he doesn't deserve to be in the top 10. I watched that national championship game, and you want to know what I saw? I saw a quarterback who was sporadic with his accuracy, Mm -hmm. really couldn't get any... Like, the whole big thing that they talked about was, oh, if they hit 86 plays, they'll wear out this defense. They hit 86 plays, they'll wear out this defense. But really, it was sporadic accuracy from the quarterback position and then big freaking plays from his wide receiver and his tight end, Mike Williams being the wide receiver, big plays from them in order to make the play. Let's put it this way, and I hope Deshaun Watson's not going to be a coach right now because after the game, uh, Samantha Ponder, she even said when she was interviewing Renthro, she's like, "Well, what do you think of Deshaun Watson?" Kind of, kind of asking Dabo Sweeney, "Hey, let's run the ball. Let's run the ball here on fourth and one. Let let me run it in instead of the little rub route thing that had been working all game." Mm-hmm. It's one of the things where I think. Is he's not the most accurate of quarterbacks. Yes, he's athletic, but I look at and just look at his completion percentages throughout the season. Yeah, he's had some games that were 81, but 55, 50, 80, 66, 44, 60, 75, 62, 81, 74, 69, 81, 67. He had a 64.3% completion rating against that Alabama team. I just think in the NFL, the defenses are faster. They hit mm-hmm. harder. Like, you think Alabama hit hard? Defenses in the NFL are going to hit even harder, and they're going to be faster. And he was a guy who, in the the big thing they were talking about in the beginning, the whole pretty much first half, essentially, was how he was rattled mm-hmm. by Alabama. Which is funny, because now everyone's like, oh, he put up his best games against Alabama. And it's like... Yeah, but he it took him a while to get there. He was having a rough time against them at first. Let's give that credit. Uh, no, I, I think that Deshaun Watson's going to go early because I think people are going to buy in on the hype. My concerns about him are that he's a mobile quarterback that already has been hurt a lot. Don't call him a dual-threat quarterback. He said that early in the season. Don't call him that. He's, I didn't call him dual-threat because I don't think— He's a traditional size quarterback. No, not quite. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I the the accuracy, accuracy is a big issue for me. Um, I see him using his legs a lot. I see him getting hurt because he's already gotten hurt a ton. And I think that that's going to be the downfall for him. You know, you got Johnny Manziel, and I'm not comparing to Johnny Manziel, but Johnny Manziel got out of the NFL for different reasons. But my big criticism on on him was that he could not continue to take the hits that he takes. Mm -hmm. Sean Watson takes a lot of hits, and he takes a lot of bad hits. You know, a lot of awkward hits, things like that. He's... 
He's just not going to last in the NFL if he does that. He has to pretty much completely change the way he plays, and maybe he wants to. But I think when a team, you know, like the Los Angeles Rams are going to look at him or I'm sorry, not the Los Angeles Rams, like the um, the San Francisco 49ers, when they're going to look at him, number one overall for the uh, Cleveland Browns, when these teams are looking at him, hell, even the Chicago Bears at number three, they're going to want him to be that athletic Cam Newton type of quarterback. But what's the problem with Cam Newton right now? He's mm-hmm. getting hit like he's getting, you know, absolutely destroyed out there and it completely ruined his season. Another thing that I'm looking at, because I'm kind of right now looking at the stats, kind of looking at, and just to bring this up, I looked mm-hmm. at CBS's draft profile. You want to know who they're comparing him to right now? Uh, Take a guess. What My guess would be Cam Newton, but no. I don't know if that's right. AFC quarterback. And I'll give you a hint. We talked about him Tyrod? in the other, Tyrod Taylor. We talked about him in the other podcast. Tyrod Taylor. And what they say exactly, and I quote, Watson is taller and slimmer than Taylor, but offers similar dual threat abilities as well as a history of proving doubters wrong. And I look at that and I go, okay. So he's going to be a guy who gets a big contract, but what did I say about Tyrod Taylor in the other podcast? Spoiler alert, I said that he's not going to win you a Super Bowl unless you have something around him. And the one thing that I look at is, look at the offense that Deshaun Watson was in college. Mm -hmm. It was an offense that worked very quickly, that where Deshaun Watson never had the ball in his hands. It got it out really quickly. Yeah. And it was a very simplistic offense. NFL offenses, they're a little bit more complex than that. And if I'm a defense, if I can make you hold the ball for a second longer than you're used to, I've already won. I've already thrown you off your rhythm because the quarterback position is a very rhythmic position, especially when you get in rhythm with those throws. I've already thrown you off your rhythm. Plus, how many times do we hear... Analysts talk about quarterbacks and going, oh, make the reads, analyze the defense. The thing they talk about Tom Brady so much and the thing that he's great at is scoping the defense out. And everything is the reason why Jared Goff didn't have success this year because the CBS report kind of throws in there where they say that he kind of has the same durability questions as Goff. Well, guess what? The reason that Goff didn't have so much success this year is because he couldn't make the pre-snap reads. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that Deshaun Watson can make those same reads because he's not used to doing it in college. That offense worked so quick to where it's like, this is where we're going to go. This is what we're going to do. That rub route that was beating Alabama, he didn't have to read the defense beforehand and sit there and Omaha, Omaha and switch the play that he might have to do in the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think uh, a really good thing that he has going for him is his ability to extend plays. You know, is his ability to, yeah, exactly, to to make take things over on his own. He's got that. And, you know, the, the thing that's going to be interesting to see with Deshaun Watson is our team's going to want to go the more typical route or are they going to want to go with another one of these mobile quarterbacks? Because I, I think it's just a couple of weeks ago, Ricky, that we were talking about these and we were saying the mobile quarterback experiment has essentially ended in the NFL. It's basically failed. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton's the last one besides Russell Wilson. Um, but Russell Wilson, I mean, he throws the ball less than anybody in the NFL. He's got this great run game. Um, and... He's got an amazing defense that's helped him out. When Cam Newton was successful, it was because of the run game and the amazing defense. You know, you look at the teams that are the top, and I don't see anybody that has an amazing defense or a great run game. Uh, So there's not really – well, I guess Chicago's got a good run game. I was just going to say, the Um, Bears have a run game and a defense with maybe potential. Yeah, definitely potential. They need need defensive backs, but – yeah, I so. would go Adams over Watson, though. I wouldn't. I yeah. would not take Deshaun Watson in the top five. I would not take him in the top ten. If I'm later in the first round, maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't the do highest, it either. The highest I would take him is like after twenty. The the thing about Deshaun Watson is he provides more excitement for a team 
then then Kaiser, then Trubisky, then Mahomes. You know, name your quarterback. Deshaun Watson is more exciting than he is. You know, and that's what teams are going to buy in on, the excitement of having him. You know, that's why you see these guys like a, you know, when Cam Newton had a great ride and then ran into the NFL, when Jameis Winston took the world by storm and then went into the NFL. You can say Johnny Football to a lesser extent because he, he fell quite a bit. But I think that hype is what someone's going to buy on Deshaun Watson because he's going to sell jerseys. He's going to get fans in the seats. And there's some of those teams that they need that. They need fans in the seats. And I'm looking right now, and, I mean, late teams that could take a stab on them. I mean, I don't think the Chiefs do only because they don't need an athletic quarterback. And all the other ones, like the Raiders have their guy, the Packers have their guy, Seahawks, the Steelers, the Falcons. But the one that I look at, I mean, I know they gave Brock the cock money, but the Texans, Bill O'Brien kind of saying, hey, you know what, we can even have him sit if we want behind a Brock the cock. Now, Texan fans, before you kill me, no, I'm not saying to draft him, but... The thing is, if you are a later team or if you're a team in the second round that wants, wants to, to trade, trade up? up, the one thing that I could see a similar situation to Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater went last pick of the first round because the Vikings traded up. Mm-hmm. I can see the same thing happening with Watson. Like If he's sitting there when the 32nd pick rolls around, I could see maybe a team like the Bears or the 49ers or a team that needs a quarterback to say, hey, you know what, let's take a stab and trade up with the Super Bowl champion to try to grab our guy. I think that when you look at the options, you you really, your, your first-round quarterbacks, you have three options. You have uh, Mitch Trubisky, you have uh, Deshaun Kaiser. Trubisky, by the way. Trubisky. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser, Deshaun Watson, these are your guys you have available to you. Who are you going to take? Because if you're an NFL team that needs a quarterback. Depends on which team I am. I think that when you look at these, and, and to and be I, fair, in I my will, mock draft, Deshaun Watson's not in it and I will, the first round. And I will say this, I, I know it depends on what team you are, but if I'm the Bears and I'm the Browns, I don't need to. I can if I am the mm-hmm. Bears, I am content with either Brian. Like if I have to, I'm content with Brian but, Hoyer or Matt yeah, Barkley for I, a year. I agree with you, or if mostly, I'm, or if I'm the Browns, I'm fine with giving Cody Kessler a full year. I think Cody Kessler needs a full year because it's one of those. Things, he deserves it. It's one of those things. Like ideally, are these teams going to win Super Bowls next year? No, mm-hmm. and next year's quarterback class will be stronger. That's what everybody always says, though. And it's never usually true, except for Andrew Luck being the exception. They always say next year's quarterback class is going to be better, and then we have a year of footage, and it ruins things. Because Deshaun Watson was going to be number one overall this year. And now we're saying, is he even going to make it in the first round? I take, well, and I'm using those two teams as the example. Mm -hmm. Those are the two where, if I'm the Bears or the Browns, I say, I'll test my luck next year. Now, if I'm the Niners... I need a quarterback. And I, I agree with you, but I think that these quarterback uh, needy teams, they look at the draft, and when they're looking at these three top guys, Deshaun Watson, without a doubt, his flaws aside, because everyone's got flaws, he's the most exciting guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who I want to be the face of my franchise, because I think he's got potential to be what Cam Newton was on that Super Bowl run. And, and that's the thing that's going to make me more excited than than Kaiser uh, will be who's my number one quarterback in the draft from my mock draft. Really, it's one of these things where, I mean, I don't think any of these court like, and when I say I don't like any of these quarterbacks right now, I mean of like, I don't like them as mm-hmm. a high pick because really if you're going to take, it's the Jared Goff situation where if Jared Goff got taken number one, the expect, the expectation is, He's going to start. He's going to start. Look yeah. at Carson Wentz taking two. He started. So, I mean, if you're going to take a quarterback in the top three, if you're the uh, Browns, Niners, or Bears, expect him to start day one, which they I think should. neither of these quarter like, and none of these quarterbacks are day one starters. None of them are day one starters to me. But 
I I do agree the I like Kaiser the best. Mm-hmm. I like his potential more. Trubisky, it's one of those things where I know our biggest knock is his experience, but really he's a guy that looks unpo- like yeah. N- he's too inconsistent to be that guy to be thrown out there and Deshaun Watson his accuracy concerns me and it's one of those things where it's like wait, you're an athletic quarterback. You're a dual threat quarterback, but you're going to go like you're going to go out there and say, "Well, the dual threat's just a stereotype. Don't call me a dual threat quarterback." No, embrace what you are mm-hmm. because if you embrace what you are, then you can be good at it. Like to me, I look at Deshaun Watson and it's like, "Oh, you're going to be that guy that tries to be something he's not." And I think that he does want to be the pocket passer. I really think he does, but it's just in college football if you're not, you know, one of those few teams that plays the pro style offense, you can't be. It's well, all about the gimmicks. It's, it's all about the spread. Look at look at Cam Newton, for example. When did he make his big push in the NFL? When he became yeah. more of a pocket passer. Am I saying Deshaun Watson can't be a pocket passer? No. But it's one of those things where, and I'm talking mentally up here, mm. where you like he comes out and says that earlier in the season where, oh, it's just a stereotype. Then he comes out and makes the comments of, well, yeah, I know I lost the Heisman, but I'm still the best player in college football. Just shut up and play. Just shut, like, there are things there that I'm like, it seems like kid is too worried about what's going on outside the locker room. What's going on outside the walls of our football fraternity here. And NFL teams, they, they hone in on that. They hone in. On is this is this guy going to be here for us? Is he going to be in this locker room, or is his mind going to be somewhere else? Where I'm not saying Deshaun Watson's like a Johnny Manziel situation where it's going to be at the bottom of a bottle, mm-hmm. but it could be in the huh? What are the press saying about me? What are they saying about me? Oh, this ain't right. That's not right. And it might be a situation of is this kid going to be a hundred percent focused on the football aspect? Yeah, I I honestly think that, for me, injury is my biggest concern. That's what it comes out. That's for every mobile quarterback, but, I mean, he's already got the history of it. And I looked, I'm going to look right now at the trade that the Vikings did make with the Seattle Seahawks, and what what happened was the Vikings gave up a second, so with the 40th selection and the 108th, so it's second and a fourth to get Teddy at 32. I mean, if I'm a team, if Deshaun Watson's sitting there and he hasn't been taken by 32, I mean, if I'm a team that's sitting there at 40, I say, fuck it. Let's give a set. Let's see if the, let's say it's the Patriots. Why, uh, if the Patriots, why not? They love trading down. Yeah, they do. Take a second and a fourth. Here, here's a second and a fourth. Take Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It's Someone might things. do it. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think about Deshaun Watson. How I'm going to ask this. How high would you guys put his draft stock after the national title game? To me, it all comes down to is, is tight end and Mike Williams made better plays in that game. I mean, Jordan, Jordan Leggett and Mike Williams made the big plays, made key plays. And really, I'm more high on Mike Williams coming into the draft than on Deshaun Watson. But this is a conversation. I've given my opinion enough. This is where you guys come in let us know what you think. And, Mark, we're going to move on into our last topic. The podcast is almost over. I know me and you have been here for a while. It's been a long day. Recording those podcasts for you guys. But we're going to talk about something. This is something where you're like, oh, let's do a video. I'm like, fuck it. Let's put it in the podcast. Like, why not? And we're going to be talking about the, if you guys haven't heard, the Pacific Professional Football League or the PPFL. PPFL. And, Mark, I'm just going to ask you straight out. So straight out, straight out, straight, straight out. out. Like we said, it's late. Good idea, bad idea. Uh, here's the thing. I think it's a good idea, uh, but I don't think it's going to necessarily Catch work. on. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. So for, for those of you who might not know about the Pac Pro, uh, the PPFL. I like the PPFL. I like PPFL a lot PPFL. Um, the Wee Wee FL. <laughs> wee Wee. Uh, Maybe they should start in France. Who knows? <laughs> the The thing I like about this is – all right, let me start with this. What this is, it's supposed to be an alternative to the NCAA. So if you are f- 
four years or less removed from high school, you can go in this league where there are four teams and they'll play a few games, I guess. I don't know, because only four teams. You can't play that many games. Uh, and you will very pro style have this alternative to the college football thing and you will actually get paid. You will get paid. The number they're throwing out is $50,000. This is expensive as shit because these are like 50 player teams mm-hmm. and this isn't the NFL. This isn't even NCAA. They're not going to be making that much money. I can't imagine they'll be making that much money. Um, they're just setting it up as an alternative kind of to teach the pro style. So people go into college football. I mean, I'm sorry, go into the NFL uh, a little bit more used to what it's going to be as opposed to college football, which we mentioned in the last podcast with Sean Watson, all about the gimmicks, all about the spread, all about how fast can we go, things like that. It's where they get experimental. That and means if it's if each player makes fifty thousand, by the way, mm-hmm. which is not going to be true. Everyone's not going to make the same salary. I don't think. Unless that's what they, they said. They are. That's what they said. If everyone makes the same salary, that means that's a total of two thousand five hundred dollars just spent on players. Yeah, and that's not even talking about the coaches, the mm-hmm. staff, insurance, mm-hmm. the actual fields. There's a lot that's going into this for something that honestly probably is not going to be televised. Well, and I, the thing that I see this being is I don't see this catching on. I don't see this being a for sure alternative. I don't think that it's going to be where the while the primetime podcast focuses on NCAA, me and Mark talk about the PAC Pro, the, the PPFL. PPFL. Yeah, I like that better. And their players, mm-hmm. I just see eventually I see this being the, if enough players go to it from college, and I'm not saying just any players, because like if one two-star recruit say, ah, I'm going to go to the PPFL, no one's no one's going to care because yeah. the five, the four five-star recruits are going to still be going to like Alabama, Auburn, and those teams, it's going to be if they can steal away some top recruits and college eventually goes, well, fuck it. Let's pay the kids. Yeah. But the problem is if you are a talented – if you're one of, like, the top 250 talents in the NFL mm-hmm. – I mean, I'm sorry, going into college football. Why would you choose to go here into this untested thing that we have no idea what it's going to be like? Than college. As opposed to college where you're going to party. You're going to be on TV. Because you're going to make you money. You can play in bowl games. You're going to make money, sure. You're going to play in bowl games, which you're not going to because you're going to care about your draft stock. Good good point. Uh, But you know what I'm going to say to the you're going to make money if Mm -hmm. I'm a college head coach? I say, yeah, but you're going to make a lot of money when you get to the pros. Yeah, but it's one of those things where I feel like this league, their main selling point is, hey, you want to get paid out of high school? Yeah. You want to get paid out of high school? You want to make $50,000? Now, this in the – and I know that – I mean, this is a football podcast, but Mm -hmm. I think this would work a lot better in basketball. 110% The The reason why is because of the one and done. Yeah. You have one year – I get paid for one year, and then I can go to the pros. you got to wait three years Mm -hmm. before you can go into the NFL draft. And, I mean, you think about it. If you're getting paid $50,000, if you stay at the three-year minimum, you're making one hundred and fifty k over three years, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Compared to zero dollars in college, although but, to be fair, your college education costs more than one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, but let's be honest: how many student athletes are actually going for the cow, like for the classroom? There are far less than you than should. Not not saying that all of them don't go to class, but it's one of those things where Cardell Jones said it best: "I ain't here to play school." Yeah, there oh. are players that think like that were getting to the pros is my only mo mm-hmm. and maybe the maybe this league works for them because they don't have to worry about school and the thing that would be the most interesting thing and this is where the educational part comes in and I didn't hear Don Yee Tom Brady's agent who found is the founders of this league along with Michael Strahan and Ed McCaffrey who is the father of Christian McCaffrey, the thing that this could really sell and I think should be their selling point from the educational side is how many players do you see going to the pros don't know how to handle being a pro? You can go to college, you can party and be an amateur, 
or you can come here and learn how to be a pro before being a pro. Honestly, I think that this. I don't want. That's where they could. That's where they could make their big can, selling point of. We yeah. are going to teach you how to handle having a paycheck mm-hmm. and being a professional. And, and someone like Mike Shanahan uh, is going to really drive that type of thing home. That's one of his big points. But I, I don't think that's really what they're going to do. If anything, no, I'm saying they should think though. about this though. Think about when you were 18. Mm-hmm. If you were getting fifty thousand dollars. You're not going to get one check, but you're going to get $50,000 yeah. a year. You're not going to do responsible things with that money. Oh, no. You're going to spend it on anything you, you want. Yeah. So we think that the, the college kids are doing dumb things in the frat parties, which they are, mm-hmm. but we think that's an issue. Now, imagine if you gave all those football players $50,000. They're going to do some really fucking dumb things now. There will be the exception, the few exceptions that do not, but they're going to do dumb things. And those kids, I can guarantee you— if you're getting paid $50,000, you are not going to college. I'm gonna Why th- would you? I'm going to throw this out there, and this might be not the most PC thing to say. All right. But it's the first thing that comes to my mind. How many drug addictions start because of, I got money. I, I got, got money, money, let's do and this. And I'm bored. Yeah. Well, it's not. I'm yeah. not talking about like the hard drugs like heroin or cocaine. I'm no, about just weed. Yeah, people get bored and they want to do something fun, how so many, they do whatever. Like, how many weed issues? If they got money, and I say weed issues yeah. have we had with the NFL draft with just college kids? Now you're giving them fifty thousand dollars to spend, and yeah. what this league is going to be mostly in California where it's legal. Yeah, I just think that you know the this league is getting to something. It is getting to the fact that there should be some sort of developmental league system in the NFL for the people who are not quite ready to go Mm -hmm. from college to the NFL, for the guys who are basically practice squad players or the ones who get on a team, they're there for a couple weeks, they get cut, they move to this team, they're there for three weeks, they get cut, now they're one week, you know, those type of guys. Those guys should have something, you know. Uh, I think that would be great. This is not that. This is not that solution. I would love to see something, and I've you know, played around with my own thoughts of what I think would be cool. Have uh, You can't have all 32 teams, of course, have their own farm system. Mm-hmm. This is not baseball. It's not going to work. Uh, but you could, you could set something up where, where these you know, waiver wires, teams can share developmental teams or whatever. Um, what I would love to see is something like that get developed. Something where there is, I jokingly call college football the minor league NFL, uh, but you could have some developmental minor league, D league, something that they play in the spring, you know, whatever it well, could be. And the end of this ESPN article even said, like, and I'm not quite sure if you've mm-hmm. mentioned this, but they said that this PPFL is the second. One of these leagues to pop there up. There is that another one that the, they're trying to do. That yeah. the NFL notified that they're trying to do a 32 team spring D league, basically, mm. that would operate in April of 2017 and would work with NFL veterans who do not have contracts. Yeah. And I, I think that's the type of thing that we we need for the NFL, especially because a lot of people are complaining that, oh, the new CBA and stuff, it limits what we're able to do. So players aren't ready in time. Like, okay, this is great. This like, is another thing. Like we how much do you experience. hear that with O-line talk? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So it, yeah, this would be a great way to do that. Something that really concerns me about the PPFL. When you have these guys who are making $50,000, mm-hmm. this is the number that's been thrown out. We're not just throwing it out. This is what's yeah. been said. Uh, straight out of high school. That's a lot of money for a lot of these kids who aren't making anything. Uh, and what happens to the kid that doesn't get drafted? Now he goes and works at Walmart and makes nine bucks an hour? No, he goes to the NFL D-League. <laughs> I mean, if we develop it, sure. But, like, you have this kid who doesn't make it, and it's just— And he's got no education to fall on now. There's no education. There's nothing for this kid. And now he's got to, at the age of 22, has to go back to college and mm-hmm. start now. Sure, he had fifty thousand dollars for four hope, years. Hope, but uh, hope you saved up uh, one of those years' salary to pay for college. Right, one. <laughs> you're gonna need a lot more than one, and you're not gonna be uh, eligible for for college football now. So mm-hmm. that sucks. I just think that Good this play is basketball, though. 
There you go, one and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is getting at the problem, and this is getting at something nice. It's just it's not the solution. Not yet. Yeah, I mean, this is something where the first thing I thought of, I know it's not because this was something totally different, but I just thought, what, we're trying to make a a college USFL? That's what we're trying to do? Yeah. Basically a springtime college football version to where, and I know you mentioned before we started to record what's going to stop players from trying to do both college and the pros. That's not going to be smart because you got spring ball in like May and April. You've got camps opening up while this league would be going on. Mm-hmm. And plus college coaches aren't going to be okay want it, yeah. with you going and maybe risking injury to play in these games that don't mean anything to them where they want to win their regular season. I still think the main thing, two thoughts from this, is not a good idea or a bad idea in my mind. If it wants to be a good idea, what it has to do is I say it has to maybe be the alternative for players who don't want to go to college but can teach players, okay, this is your salary. We're teaching you how to manage your money and how to manage a paycheck because most of these people, when you go to the NFL – What's going to be more of a shock, getting $50,000 from nothing or getting a lot more, getting millions of dollars? If you're, compared one, of, if to you're one of those few that do but, get a million. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how, like, there's a 30 for 30 documentary called Broke. Yep. Where talk, like, athletes talk about their spending. So if it can hit that, great idea. Great idea to help players who don't want to go to college but still teach them how to manage their money but really, I think that this would ultimately just be, oh, so this league's going up. We're losing some uh, five-star recruits. Fuck it. Let's just pay them. Let's just pay the college kids. I can't see that happening. Ki- that's the thing that like I could either see that's how it becomes good, and that's the only way that this is going to affect college. It's going to be the only effect yeah. it has on college if it does. I just still – I. Logistically, to me, paying college players for football doesn't, it's never going to work. I cannot see a way where it ever works. And I don't see it happening. Tons of other sports that are they getting the same treatment? Where do you draw the line? And my, you know, do we play basketball? Do we pay the basketball players? Do we pay the volleyball players? What about lacrosse? The golf team? You know, there's a lot of cross country. There's a lot of people that are getting full tuition scholarships lesser than that. You mm-hmm. know, what do they get? Do we take away the scholarships now because they're getting paid? You know, mm-hmm. what is that? And then it's also, of course, the the simple fact when you bring this of not only where do you draw the line on that, but how much are you really going to give these players in that case? And who gets what? Who gets where? There's a lot of issues with that, and it all adds up. So, hey, you think that Alabama has a dynasty now? Wait till they're the only ones that have the money to pay their players because Vanderbilt's not as good. They don't make as much money. They can't afford to pay their players. A lot of issues. Well, That's and this, a different video. And this is where you guys are going to come in. Let us know what you guys think of the PPFL, the Pacific Professional, the Pac Pro the Football PP. League. Let us know down below in the, the comments PP section. Football or League. hit us up on Twitter at the Mark Weber at Ricky Widmer. Let us know what you thought about today's podcast. And if you have not already... Go make sure to check out our other podcast we did this week where we talked about all the head coaching moves that had happened this week. Five of them we mentioned in that podcast. Well, thank you guys for watching this video. Make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast to support the podcast in additional ways than watching and listening today. I want to thank you guys one last time for watching and listening. And until tomorrow, and as always, have a good day, everybody. Yeah, fuck that up. Fuck that up. Whatever. We're going to roll with it. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.